0: recorded live from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to The Other Kind Radio. This is episode 40, or, er, well, kind of. I'll uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Today is December 30th, 2018, and uh, this will be our last episode. Just kidding. 2018. Uh, my name's Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd's going to be on uh, the line here shortly. He's your other host. He's the host with the most. I'm just the host with uh, toast. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast where we talk about movies. We talk about music. We talk video games, you know, things that pop out in culture. You see what I did there? Okay. okay. I'll put myself in timeout later for that one. Um, On today's show, we're going to have a new segment called Rewind. We're going to have some headlines. My judgment's going to be on a new Netflix series called Bandersnatch. Todd's take on is going to be LP audio quality. And folks, for those young listeners, LP means record. Um, Then we're going to continue on with the New Year's extravaganza we're going to have Todd's top flicks of 2018 we're going to have Jeff's top games of 2018 and then we're going to do a little remind uh, in remembrance if you'll for those that we lost in 2018 so now that i've said all that and ruined the opening to the show let's go ahead and see if we can get Todd in let's see Todd i see him there hi jeff hey what's going on not a lot. You know, I was
1: really contemplating as you introduced me that do I want to do the show today or not? And I really thought about just walking away <laughs> and leaving you alone. But this is the new Todd. This is the
0: end of 2018 going to 2019. I'm here for you. Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think we should let all the uh, kind listeners know as well that uh, Todd is not feeling well today. What, is, what is your aim up. at?
1: I'm sorry, I talked over you. I thought you were tossing that to me. Please go ahead and finish what you were saying.
0: Todd, what's your element on this week? No, Todd, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on, buddy?
1: I woke up, what I told Jeff was that I love living in Texas, but one of the curses of living in Texas is that just yesterday or the day before, the temperatures were approaching 70s and mid-70s, and then all of a sudden a cold front comes through and it's 27. Mm. And for those of us who suffer from allergies, that is seriously like walking outside and the minute the door opens you don't know if the person standing there right beside you is going to hit you with the baseball bat in their hand or not but they do and so i woke up this morning just feeling like only one eye was going to open i'm sorry brother that's all right i'll fight through it but you know, you, yeah easy. you fought through it
0: you're here for the show you're here for the kind listener and we appreciate that no 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 and at, kind listener i love you i'm here for you Joe. oh <laughs> thanks man i appreciate that of course Alright, so we've got we've got a couple things to get through, and especially with Todd not feeling well, let's go ahead and get straight into the shoe, and that's going to be starting out with a, a new segment that we are going to call Rewind. There we go, there we go, I like that. It's mildly annoying, it's kind of annoying, but uh, a little bit. So, um, one of the things uh, that Todd brought up on the show recently that I wanted to revisit, was this uh, when, when uh, I was tuning Todd in one day that, that, that doesn't sound right. When Todd was joining us on the show one day, uh, I said, do you read us? And um, Todd said, yes, I, I, well, I can hear you, but I can't see you, which started a small conversation about what the heck does, do you, do you read me? Does it mean, do you hear me? So, um, I'm on uh, Stack Exchange, which I guess is where people talk about this kind of stuff. And they wrote in here, the use of the word read and spoken radio transmissions was used to ask, how well is my message being received? So I know there was a lot of anticipation as to solving that mystery. But uh, uh, I guess it just means it was nomenclature for, hey, can you hear me?
1: I'm curious why the nomenclature did not become, can you hear me? Are you receiving me? Are you getting this? But read me. That's that's still, that's not been answered for me, Jeff. I, I'm going to put that back on the shelf and just say that's an <laughs> inadequate explanation. You're denying my. <laughs> this is This is headache, Todd. If I am not
0: satisfied, deny. Do you know how long it took for me to research that? I had Five to minutes. type in a sentence <laughs> into Google, and I I clicked on the first thing that wasn't an ad. I kind of agree with you. I you know in a lot of ways it could be a lot a lot of like uh, what's up, what's the tea, sis.
1: Funny you should mention that, Jeff. <laughs> I was talking to my lovely daughter Abby and. Uh I've taken this week off to to hang out at the house. And I said, you know, Jeff and I talked last week. Now, this is also pulling back the curtain. My daughter never listens. She is she could not be bothered to listen to anything, whether I do music or podcast. She's like, mm, okay, Dad. Yeah. But when I told her, hey, we talked about you and what would you think about oh. doing a regular segment called What's the T Sis? Right. Oh, my God, my child has written down about 20 different sayings. She is ready to do this, Jeff. So I think in the new year, we're going to have a reoccurring segment, if you're okay with it. And I'll just record her, and then we can talk about what she teaches us.
0: That sounds fantastic. I mean, you know, if she ever wants to join us live, she can do that well or do that as well if she wants to. So
1: so that's where you didn't hear my initial statement when I passed <laughs> do music, whatever, Dad. So she will not come on here and do live. That would be inconveniencing her. But to do a showcase where I put microphones and record it,
0: mm. she's in. okay. All right. Well, we'll look. We'll look forward to. We'll look forward to that. That sounds good. Okay. Um. So yeah. Okay. I agree. Uh, that did not sufficiently answer your question. But oh well. That's that's next. the way it rolls. Uh. Our next uh portion of uh rewind, um. Involves me eating crow. And I've got to bring up my link here since uh, something I've had a little technical difficulty here. Um, And I use crow specifically because Bird Box has broken a record for biggest opening ever for Netflix original film. So my diatribe about not great acting, okay story, uh, there must be a lot of people out there that, uh, that disagree with me. And you haven't seen, so you haven't still seen it yet, have you? I haven't, but I also take some exception with this, Jeff. I don't think
1: the number of people watching something is an explanation or definition of successful storytelling. If that were the case, and I've used this analogy before, but I'm going to use it again. If that were the case, then the Big Mac would be the greatest hamburger in all of the United States. No, it's just garbage in a box that's easy to get. This could be garbage in a bird box that's easy to get. (laughs) Boy, I was actually... I'm proud of myself for working that in.
0: Now I've got man in a box stuck in my head.
1: (laughs) Today is in a box.
0: And by the way, for those lovely representatives at the McDonald's Corporation, uh, we are open for any kind of sponsorship and we'll delete that last portion of it. But uh, to actually uh, further your point, I agree. But, I mean, it's actually getting really good reviews, too. So some people are really interested. My father reached out to me and just kind of pointed out that the whole point of the bad uh element of the movie as far as the uh is it the antagonist the antagonist uh is something you can't see but if you look at it you go crazy so that
1: to be fair it isn't getting great critical reception it only has on, 66 <clears> percent, <throat> excuse me on uh, rotten tomatoes and a number of the critics i've read have said that it just feels flat that it is in this filmmaker I'm not I'm not completely familiar with her but everything I read about her is how much they had loved everything she'd done up until now but this in fact here's one that basically says bird box winds up resembling M. Night Shyamalan's disastrous the happening I mean that's not what you want to hear so it's it's not being received with a resounding thumbs up.
0: This week's episode of the Other Kind Radio will be replaced by the following: Welcome to Fact Checking Jeff. I can't get anything right this show. I got, was under I, was, I, was, uh, I came up short when it came to the Do you read me and now I'm just making stuff up. Well, wow, that makes me feel better because the whole thing was I felt bad about possibly talking poorly about that movie and it looked like it was doing really well.
1: This is why even when I don't feel well, I have to show up because if I don't, all the kind <laughs> listeners are gonna get some bad information from Jeff. I've gotta be here to take care of him.
0: It's so funny. You know how long it took me to, to, to find that article? It took half the amount of time it did for me to <laughs> type, <laughs> type
1: Thanks, in the sentence.
0: Boy, Google is just letting you down. <laughs> this is the way I wanna this is the way I wanna end the uh uh and the uh, the year folks. okay all right well that was uh rewind And in some ways I wish I could go back and <laughs> fast, forward. <laughs> fast forward That's what we should do. we should do a segment called fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to uh, we'll get the uh, nice uh, angry uh, typewriter out here. maybe get a little quieter one for 2019 although I'm kind of digging it. We got a couple of headlines for you this week. So this first one, I asked uh, when we were having our pre-production meeting um, if you had heard this. And you said, oh, I think so. So we'll play it now, and then we'll discuss a little bit. But uh, kind listener, just take a listen. Let me know what you hear. Move it to follow you. Move the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Okay, so for those of you who may not be be familiar, that was our our furry, lovable, friendly Grover. And we'll play it one more time, and then we'll get into the story here. Move it to follow you. Move the camera. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. So uh, I'm on the web and uh, was uh, checking out uh, this headline. And, uh, of course, once again, I am having difficulty here pulling it up. I don't know what happened to all of my tabs. Anyway, so I'm on Cinema Blend, and the headline is, Did Sesame Street's Grover Just Drop an F-Bomb? The Internet Debated It. Now, I played it a couple times for Todd before the show. Do you hear him saying anything? So,
1: you're right. You played it two times for me before, and it was in the third time it is does not sound like an f-bomb to me that's people jumping in here it it sounds like he says that sounds like an excellent idea not that's an effing excellent idea (laughs) i hear sounds like but i think this is you remember that thing not too long ago where there was some audio file through social media where everybody was like it either said yanni or laurel yeah, and and I was like, oh my god, this is the dumbest thing we've gotten into. So this is the Yanni and Laurel of this year. Is did Grover drop an effer?
0: I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I kind of agree with you, and, and and you're right. I think I think if you just hear it, you're not even going to think it. But to speak along those lines, the lovely Catherine says that at the beginning of this podcast, when I play the intro, hmm. and I say, I say The other kind radio, radio. talk radio, radio, right? Because that's the that's the play there. The first three words are the other kind t o k talk radio, Mm -hmm. and she pulled me aside and she said, "Why would you say f radio?" And I said, "What?" And she goes, "Isn't that what you say? You say the other kind radio f radio."
1: (laughs) Wait, play it again. I want to hear it now. (laughs) All right. Let's hear it.
0: Okay. The other radio, kind. Okay.
1: So I need to say something here. Can I have the mic just for a moment? <laughs> Is it all mine?
0: Yes. Cheers.
1: Okay. But before I begin this, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the lovely Catherine isn't just lovely because she. Looks at you and goes, wow, he is awesome and and takes care of you in those ways. She welcomed me into her house. I got to stay with her for a little while while I was visiting you. Boy, she's got a bad, dirty (laughs) mind that she's hearing that in there. It's nothing. That sounds like talk radio. I, I yeah. love Catherine. It's- wow! I, I now I'm seeing the dirty side of her, and I'm not so sure that I can stay in her house again. I'm sorry.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's worth it. But we'll, we'll we'll thank you for saying that. Uh, we'll listen to it one more time. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: sounds course like.
0: Of course, I reached out to our friend Don Henley. You remember Don? We call mm-hmm. him we call him Donny, and uh, he said this. this is the- Which I thought was kinda of weird that he had the whole band set up and ready to play when I asked him what his thoughts were. That seemed a little pre produced, but uh
1: He's so- become basically a lounge singer. He has a band <laughs> behind him at all times and he only references it with the band comes of-
0: two, three, four. That's the end. That's right. I was like, Donnie, what do you think of this? And he just started singing and then I then he hung up on me. I'm like, Okay, well, good talk. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, folks, so that's uh maybe you do, maybe you don't, maybe you hear Grover throwing an F bomb down, maybe not. But uh, definitely worth uh, viewing there in the headlines. Our second and last headline, I have it entitled Off the Trail, involves the new movie by, um, of course, I'm not going to be able to think of it now, uh, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, <clears throat> entitled uh, Watson and Holmes. Now, we I think we listened to part of the trailer, or this was part of a previous show where we talked uh, a little bit about this movie coming out and hopefully that it was going to be good. Well, folks, it's not doing so well. Currently has a 9% rating on rotten tomatoes, which is pretty low. I mean, there's that. I don't even, will you look up real quick? Will you look up what uh, battlefield earth? <laughs> I'm on it. Okay. So Todd's going to look up battlefield earth with, which I think he and I both agree is one of the most horrible movies ever made. And, um, then the reason why, of course, that sounds like a little bit of a rewind. But the reason why I brought this headline up is when it first was reviewed, and I'm guessing, and Todd can correct me that you know they they before it before it was released to the theaters nationwide, they probably had some uh, press showings or whatever where people could watch it and review it. Um, that the reviews uh, just from that pre- those previews uh were so poorly that sony tried to sell it to netflix now todd you kind of have the film uh knowledge as far as um what that means obviously it doesn't sound good but when i told you that you your face did pop up even though your sinuses are bothering you which means it tells me that uh that's that's not good
1: no it's not good <clears throat> and you know what i'd heard about this film up till now in fact i was just talking to my wife about it last night that uh, we were watching the uh, the uh, college football playoff game and the commercial came up and I said, I am shocked they're still paying for advertising because I said the this film has, according to, and there's a theater score index, and I forget what it is, it's an actual acronym for it, but where they actually track the amount of walkouts in a film. It is the highest walkout percentage that they've seen in like 30 years, people just leaving during the movie. So on Rotten Tomatoes, Battleful Earth still holds the crown and very very easily has it at only three percent Wow, but let's look and see if anything's changed over this is it Holmes and Watson is that how the tile goes Yeah, uh,
0: Watson and Holmes yeah
1: Watson and Holmes okay let's as I type as quickly as I can so how
0: do they how do they how do they track people that walk out
1: I'm sure that it's Yep, they're still at 9%. I'm I'm sure it has something to do with just what they're noticing, and it's I, – I I honestly don't know, Jeff. You know, it used to be that if you had an attendant in the, that theater, which we can get into it sometime, the theaters need to go back to that, but you could look at it. But, yeah, they're saying that people are just walking out in
0: droves. Why? Wow. And this is
1: sad because these two men are very talented men.
0: So this is probably – I'm going to use Jeff's new critical thinking when it comes to the film. It's probably just the script – it's not necessarily the actors. It could be the script,
1: the directing, <laughs> like a
0: bad idea, it could yeah, be direct, everything editing. It, it could
1: be all of it. You know, I, I look at these guys and I understand that they enjoy working together, right? But you should have enough of a, Caring pedigree that you don't just go put garbage out there because eventually, you know what, you're not going to be able to make movies together, no one's going to finance it, and then it will be Netflix that does it, and Netflix will somehow neuter you. I don't know, it's just that <laughs> nothing about this is good for anybody involved with this thing.
0: And I've got a conspiracy theory already that I just came go. up with, so don't fact check me on this. Like, hang on, Google, I bet I'm ready. I bet when it came out, because initially it was tracking lower than Battlefield Earth. If Sony would try and sell it to Netflix, I wouldn't be surprised if they just had people go on and skew the numbers, get enough people in droves to go in and get it above Battlefield Earth, so it didn't claim, you know, the, the worst film of all time. I wouldn't be surprised by that either. What is uh, the, what's IMDb's rating for uh, what is it? Uh, Killer Tomatoes from Outer Space. What's that one? <clears throat> that was kind of a B movie.
1: Well, but see, B movies are not fair because Battlefield Earth was not ah. made to be a B movie. It was meant to be an A movie.
0: Right? Kill, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You're right. That was that was its own kind of genre. Good. Good point. Good point. I, yeah, what, I my, usually my, make good points, Jeff. Thanks yeah. for. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, more confident, Todd. <laughs> in 2019, my head's feeling better currently. Good. Good. Damn it. <laughs>
1: no the funny thing is is the attack of the killer of tomatoes according to imdb's fan ratings has a 4.6 stars watson and holmes 3.4 Oof!
0: yeah oh well well they they both have had long careers and have lots of money so they'll probably just belly up to the bar and and call it a day
1: Yeah, those two men. As far as their wealth, that doesn't matter. Will they continue to work? Absolutely. Will they continue to make movies that probably make money? Probably. But this is not good. Yeah, this is not good at all.
0: You you know, but yeah. Hopefully, they'll just—I don't know—they'll try and figure it out. But that'll do it for headlines. Thank you for joining us. I got to make sure I take this this fader and slide it back because I'll screw it up later down the road. All right. So for today's program, we're just going to kind of do, I wrote New Year's Extravaganza, which just makes me giggle because it's a podcast. But um, we're just going to do a review on a few things. We're going to look at uh, some top flicks from Todd uh, for 2018. Um, I'm going to pick some of the top video games of 2018 and um, maybe talk about a few that didn't quite make it. And then kind of do a little uh, remembrance uh, in 2018, talk about uh, some of the people that we've lost. To end on a happy note, just kidding. And then we'll go through some predictions in 2019. And then we have an update for the Amazon Echo entry. So um, I can tell you one of the predictions for 2019 is I'm going to have a sounder for Jeff's judgment on. And I should have something for center stage. But let's go ahead and walk on over to center stage. And, oh, yeah. This is a bigger stage. Um, let's get into Todd's top flicks, flick picks. Ooh, that's hard to say, of 2018. Now, <clears throat> this is the disclaimer. These are just, <laughs> you get, the kind listener knows how much preparation goes uh, into each show. I and mean, we're talking about many, 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 many milliseconds. So <laughs> if we leave some out, feel free to write us and give us your thoughts. Um. Feel free to... He's writing something. Todd's take on question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: We, we just skipped Todd's take on after you teased it, so I was curious if you wanted to move oh on. Oh, my
0: God, I did, didn't I? Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just because you teased it off the top, otherwise I would not care.
0: Hold on, I can fix this. I can fix this. All right, let's move on to Todd's take on. <laughs> let's get uh, that old projector off the shelf here and... Uh, oh yes so warm so nice all right Todd, what's your take on this week
1: i I, my take is going to be super duper quick and we will get back to those things that jeff was (laughs) just teasing i swear to you i have no idea what
0: what you're talking about this take
1: is is pretty simple i i try not to ever be um just contrarian to everything that's hip at the moment. I try not to do that. Occasionally I fall prey to it. somebody. This is where Todd eats some crow too. trendy. Um,
0: trendy? Is that the word trendy?
1: Yeah. I, I I think trendy kind of puts me off a bit and sometimes that hurts me because I won't see a film until 10 years later. I go, Holy crap. Why didn't I just watch this?
0: Gandhi was awesome. (laughs) I wish somebody didn't tell me he died at the end. That's not funny. Okay. Keep going.
1: Wow. So my daughter, and I mentioned last week with Christmas, she had begged and pleaded for a a turntable. And I had friends who kept telling me, oh, my God, the audio quality is so great. Uh, my daughter's named Abby after Abby Road, and a friend of mine knew how much I loved that. And he even made a uncompressed CD of a LP of Abby Road so I could hear. It's actually hear
0: impossible, but yeah,
1: okay. Well, it was it was actually there is something where you can compress less and I'll show you that really? later. because I didn't believe it either. And he showed me I was like, all right. And it was different. So here's what I have to say. I was absolutely unquestionably wrong about how far superior the audio quality is when you listen to an LP, because <clears throat> my daughter gets this and after I help her set it up and I teach her all the ins and outs, all the ins and outs of using a record player and keeping
0: things clean and not scratching it. I'm curious, could you uh, could you give us, the kind listener and audience and myself, a few tips about taking care of an LP? I'm, I'm, I'm being serious, kind of. Uh,
1: don't put your fingers on it. Don't squeeze the needle across it. Keep the records clean, et cetera. So all these things that my child, she had no understanding what these were, but after we went through it, we put on um, Queen's Greatest Hits because she was one of the younger generation that became – enamored with queen after seeing bohemian rhapsody bohemian rhapsody is the first track that came on and i said okay ab i'm sorry ab for those my daughter's name is abby her nickname is ab sorry i don't mean to confuse i was like ab lay on the ground because what you do is you kind of lay in between these speakers and just let it all wash over you we lay together and she kept laughing at me oh why are we laughing down here i was like shh daddy's back to cry because this oh my
0: god what kind of speakers are you rocking there um, I had some powered speakers that I used to use for video. I think, yeah, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> oh, my God. That's too loud. The whole comedy <laughs> bit's failed. I'm sorry. Could you ask the string quartet to actually bring it down a little bit? Um, yeah. Don Henley, turn yourself down. Go ahead. <laughs> so
1: we, we lay there, and oh, my God. The the unbelievable nature of this, where you've heard this this song a billion times, There were so many elements of it in this mix that was like, that's just so rich and actually present. You don't understand the compression element, what it does to the sonic landscape until you sit there without it being compressed. To this extent, I told my child I'm now going to buy a turntable sometime within this year And all I'm going to do is buy my favorite classic albums. And maybe I listen to a lot of independent artists. And if you don't know, that's a way that they actually make a lot of money. They make nothing on Spotify. So when you go to see indie artists, buy an album from them. It's 20 bucks and it really helps them. But albums are 20 bucks now. Yeah, they're about 20 bucks. Okay. But wow, I I am ready to step into this. I'm not going to be one of the freaky people about it, but I will be buying LPs.
0: So, now, did you get her just one of those ones that's kind of like an LP player in a, in a suitcase and, and you kind of carry it around? You got her so like that, a Technics or something like that?
1: That was what she asked for. She she loves the, the store Urban Outfitters, which is where she gets a lot of her clothes from. And they, they have a lot of retro stuff. And they had a little suitcase LP, uh, uh, I term, sorry, turntable. And I did research on it. And it said, this thing is horrible because it either sounds like the chipmunks or it sounds like it's going 800 miles an hour. And it also, they don't have a real diamond needle. They have something else and it's scratching records. So I went out and I forget, U-Turn Audio hmm. was someone that I found and they make It's very cool. It's a little belt driven. You see the belt on it and it's, you know, very highly rated. And I have to say, wow, it's, and it was only like, it was barely a hundred dollars. So it's not hard to get in on this
0: wow but, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and because i mean that's what makes i mean the quality of the sound and i'm excited now i kind of i kind of want to uh, experience that as well um that's part of the uh the the w- the process in which the sound is made so um sound so real i don't know terrible words by the way you, you just made me uh remember that um you said sonic landscape mm-hmm. anybody that's starting a band you can have that <laughs> That's a, that's a great band name sonic landscape right i like it um uh but yeah it's all about the weight of the needle on the record and the balance i remember getting in some pretty big trouble um with my best friend when we went in elementary school because his dad had a, a record player and we found um if we were listening to you know jackson brown or moody blues and you jumped up and down on the floor right next to where the record player was Ooh. it would skip <laughs> oops <laughs> while it was hilarious to us um was quickly shut down and no longer a uh an approved uh activity in the house wow
1: jeff you know i i knew that when you came to my <laughs> blu-ray collection and you started using them as frisbees that right. that was one thing but i didn't know this started early on
0: when i took your godfather limited a ser- series signed by um lu Heff- who played the uh, the hulk <laughs> Your brain tried to find somebody
1: so you could complete that joke. And you just, who did it? Lou Ferrigno. You're
0: you're limited. You're you know limited that is
1: actually how I collect movies. I go and get somebody that has nothing to do with the movie. Could you please sign my copy of Citizen Kane? Right. Um, Annette Funicello.
0: Exactly. And then I, I I took your DVD and then I I hung it up in your rearview mirror, your car, so that you know the light would catch it and do rainbow colors. Did you ever see people do that when you were in high school?
1: Yes, I did. And the bad thing was once you did it, I actually was in a wreck and I hurt someone. So thanks for blinding me with that DVD (laughs) hanging in there, Jeff. But hey, I digress. (laughs)
0: Okay, we do digress. All right, that's Todd's take on. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Well, I think we should come back and and visit again if there's maybe a new album or something. I will. Um, Yeah, that would be kind of fun.
1: Uh, Especially once I, you know, when I find the... The money that I'm not spending on child support to you, I, I don't know. That would seem it <laughs> seemed funny when I said it. Okay. And then I'm like, wow, that's weird. But when I when I have throwaway money and I buy a turntable, then I I will I will throw in when I buy an album. And go, wow, this is great. When you gotta
0: listen, it sounds good. All right, let's go ahead. <clears throat> Shut down that projector, and uh, Todd will be back in 2019 with new Todd's take on. We'll. Uh, continue with the order that the show should be in and we're going to jump on to uh jeff's judgment and my judgment uh today or this week is on uh the new show from yep you guessed it netflix and it's the special um some people were confused whether or not Black Mirror was going to do season five and then this came out but anyway it's a new film by the same people that do Black Mirror those people that aren't familiar with Black Mirror it is a you could say almost a little darker version of Twilight Zone um, that just and, and for whatever reason even in my childhood I loved that I didn't like horror films but if you if you get a horror film uh, like Prometheus or something like that <clears throat> which has a little more of a I guess Prometheus is a terrible example because that is a pretty much straight out horror film with a little sci-fi in there. Maybe, uh, maybe Todd can check through the library of films in his head and help me out. But, you know, if it's more of a kind of Twilight Zone-ish film, then my interest is, is real big. Yes, sir.
1: So the sixth sense would that fit for you? There you go. Yeah, yeah. A little exactly. bit more, a little bit twisty. And you know, to be fair, too, this the series also really not only is dark, but they focus on technology and how technology can kind of twist some things. That's that's usually a focus of those right. black right.
0: So they came out with uh, a film that dropped pretty quickly. Uh, came out, I believe, on the twenty eighth, and it's called Bandersnatch, and which is also a great band name, but you can't have it because now it's a movie. But what this is, and for those kind listeners that are right around the same age as I am and Todd is, back in the day, the original video game involved reading, and a lot of them were Zork. Do you remember Zork? Did you ever play that? And then yes. there was uh, Oregon Trail, which you'd always die of dysentery. But even before that, there were these series of books called Choose Your Own Adventures, and I loved them. And they would take place in many different um, settings, you know, somewhere future somewhere old. And basically you would read, you know, a short chapter and then it would get to the point where, you know, you would read, do you go left or do you go right? And if you pick left, you go to this page in the book. And if you choose, right, you go to this different page. And so, you know, once, once you got into that, that, that genre of book, um you, f- I mean, there were ones that were really thick, and there were even a few of them that were the ser- series of books. And of course, the goal was to try and get through the story without dying. <clears throat> so almost almost uh, erased or deleted from my memory were those books and the enjoyment that I got from them. Well, those fine folks at Netflix and Black Mirror have outdone themselves. The movie. Uh, now I'm gonna forget the name of it. What is it? Band- Bander Snatch, Boulder Nash? Band-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bander Snatch, Bander So Bander Snatch is a choose-your-own-adventure movie, and I remember when we were reading those books. You know, like, oh man, I wish you could do this with like a Star Wars movie. Well, that's essentially what they've done. You begin watching the movie, and then at certain times, like at the beginning of this one and this doesn't reveal anything. Um, your father, uh, I should say your father, the father in the, in the movie, um, holds up two boxes of cereal with two different brands. And then you see on the screen, um, the bottom portion rise up a bit and then you have two options. And I think it's like Frosted Flakes or Sugar Smacks, and you pick which one. It's kind of a, you know, for those that play video games, you usually have a tutorial that you go through before the, the real meat of the game gets going. <clears throat> um, I do need to say that for those of you that are looking to enjoy this particular type of entertainment, you have to watch it on your iPad or phone. Uh, you Xbox you can watch on, but you got to have some type of controller and way you can select yes or no. I tried to watch it on the Apple TV, and it had this really cute thing that that, that Black Mirror did, where it was a bunch of, uh, it was a a montage of a bunch of clips of people from their uh, Black Mirror series saying sorry, and it was all these characters, sorry, 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 and then this little thing popped up and said, we're sorry, but the the device you're playing this on will not work Hmm. in this particular, uh, with this particular movie. Um. I see headlines on here saying that, you know, there's some Easter eggs and different things to go through. Um, but anybody that has a Netflix account and some time and enjoys kind of choose your own adventure, uh, I would 100 percent. In fact, I tweeted about it. Uh, I would go check it out. Um, you can. I was talking to Chef Jeff and I owe him an apology because uh, I didn't think that you could kind of fast forward. If you go back and play again, you um, If you do get into a scene that you're into, there's no slider at the bottom, but you can hit the 10 second fast forward if you want to, you know, cut through. Um, One of the things that I wanted to share with Todd is one of the uh, one of the early moments in um, the game or movie or whatever you want to call it. You're on a bus and you pull out your It takes place in the uh, early 80s, mid 80s, and you pull out your Walkman. And you see two tapes, and then the you know the top comes up again, and you pick what song you want to listen to, which band you want to listen to. And it immediately cuts into that song while changing scenes, so it's completely synced. Now, you and I both know what kind of magic has to go into that happening, but to have it done seamlessly is so cool because i'm used to back in the day with the sega and stuff when they did that you'd make your choice and then the screen would kind of flash and and then you go okay this is what i picked." this is seamless go ahead so that
1: was actually one of the big questions i had about this was how seamless was it if i make a choice does it pause while it buffers up a new clip because that's where jeff and i get into we worked for video streaming company forever and, and the idea that a clip actually has to load its packets and whatnot before it can play. So you're just saying it seamlessly. Once I choose, it just plays.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, you you literally now granted you, you, you have this, this uh, on the bottom of the screen. And of course I'm showing uh, Todd, but those of you can't see. So as the screen comes up and your choices, there is a thin line that's, that starts on the edges and move towards the center of the screen. That's how much time you have to make that decision. Okay. So as soon as you make your selection, this is how it buffers. The the scene in which you pick is a certain length. And so if you pick, if you immediately, as soon as it comes up, you pick, you know, one particular artist, the rest of the scene continues, which which they cleverly have done, right? So you've picked this particular artist. So the rest right. of the scene, while it's buffering, is you taking out the tape, putting it into the cassette, closing the lid, hitting play, and putting your headphones on. So in that time, It has that time to go ahead and book and everything. in it.
1: (laughs) I I will tell you, I'm watching this tomorrow morning. I am so intrigued right now. I need my wife and daughter to sleep late and I'm (laughs) going to watch it in the morning and I'll let you know what I think. That sounds amazing.
0: It's really cool. And they've done a few other things where, you know, if you do reach a particular end, it shows you a screen with two smaller monitors on it. And then basically says, do you want to, you know, do you want to go back and make this choice, or do you want to go here, or do you want to see the end credits? Um, just and of course, the 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 storyline is: you're a young uh, professional um, whose mother passed away uh, uh, many years ago when you were a boy on a train accident or a, a tube accident, and you're now living with your father. I'd say you're probably in your late teens, early twenties, maybe. And you're working on a video game based on the book How <laughs> 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 Awful. This is why they- was, it, was that also who signed my copy of Godfather? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Bandersnatch. So Bandersnatch is a book, a choose-your-own-adventure book that you're making a video game about. Okay. Um I know, I know I often start to talk too much when it's something I really enjoy, but I, I think everybody that, you know, especially those people, oh, I don't know if you could use this on a, you know, you wouldn't be able to do it on a plane ride, but yeah, if you've got some time to kill, check it out. So then can, I, can I toss in
1: one last thing about sure, this? I read sure. a review about this and, and I, I'm, it was not a good review. It was the one bad review I've read and I'm going to call it critics. This is my my i'm on a soapbox for the end of 2018 this critic came along and said this is such a stupid experience it's so horrible that it completely calls into question the legacy of this entire series what no it doesn't no (laughs) i am so tired of critics saying that i'm so tired of it's they do it with game of thrones oh game of thrones for five seasons is brilliant but they've been so bad now it makes all the rest of it look horrible no it doesn't you can say you can say this moment does not live up to what I believe before. It does not tarnish what has come before. Right. I am so so tired of that. Even how many times has one filmmaker made one brilliant film and then made a series of crap? It does not tarnish that one. Instead, it 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 says says that art is so difficult. I can't wait to see this. These people. That show is just. It's mind-blowing occasionally. If you've not spent any time watching this, you need to watch this show. It's so good that it's one of those that I can't just watch them. I can't binge them because I've got to be the right frame of mind. They're going to blow my mind so much. I can't wait to see it. I also can't wait to somehow probably hit Twitter and tell that critic that they're a moron.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and maybe this is just something they didn't really catch. But um, I agree with you. I, I, you know, the whole if if Black Mirror was um, Black Mirror's reputation was based on one episode. There are some of those episodes. In fact, I was talking to Chef Jeff when season I think two came out, and he said, "Look, if you're going to watch it, get get this one, this one, this one, and this one." Um, but the rest of them are kind of, and he was right. I watched the ones he told me to first and I went and looked back at the other ones. And so some of the stories that I didn't, but then, you know, you're right to take just such a broad paintbrush and, and stroke and just say, well, then that tarnishes. Everything is awful because they play in the multiple verse reality, twilight kind of thing that we like. And I want them to keep doing it. And me tip too. of the cap, 2018 innovative Jeff's 2018 innovative award, goes to netflix and black mirror i just made that up um actually yeah it's it's the coolest thing i've seen
1: <laughs> actually uh, yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah was, were you trying to remember the name of
1: the film at that point again <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, what i want is
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> that's now, okay so this is where todd steps in everyone go to netflix and watch bandersnatch
0: there you go that's all I had to say. I just couldn't get it out. I, I I was having too many arguments in my head. All right. That's Jeff's judgment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we tried to do before, I wish I had. I don't have any music queued up or anything, do I? Oh, that's too bad. Here, we'll have Don Hendling take us to center stage.
1: This is the end.
0: You're listening um, to the. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was singing the, oh. the <laughs> Bruce Hornsby piano part in that. <laughs>
0: You're listening to The Other Kind Radio, uh, talk radio, not F radio. Uh, I'm Jeff, your host. Todd's your other host. Welcome to the year-end special, and welcome to the center stage where we have our New Year's extravaganza. There are thousands of people uh, all milling about, standing here, uh, looking at uh, uh, what we've done, and, and uh, I even ooh, I can even do some, um, um, some ambiance here. Welcome. Oh, okay. Excuse us. Partners, we gotta get to stage here. Okay. I, could you hear that, Todd?
1: It sounds like people fighting with Grover and, and asking if they're
0: effing moving the camera. All right. We'll 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 get through the crowd here and uh, step into our sound port uh, soundproof booth. And yes, welcome to center stage. We're gonna have our New Year's Eve extravaganza. Yeah. All right. So first up, and I gave Todd maybe a 30 second heads up. To start it out, we are going to go through the top Todd's top flicks pick of 2018. So Todd, I mean a lot of films came out this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm I'm gonna say, just like you interrupted not interrupted me, but set me back on the right course. We realize a lot of films came out. We realize that there are some that you, the kind of listener, would prefer to have on this list. So feel free to email email us Todd at the Other Kind Radio, Jeff at the Other Radio, uh, Other Kind Radio, and info at the kind radio.com Let us know your thoughts if you disagree. But uh, this this was his assignment, and you know, in the like twenty or fifteen seconds they gave him, this is what he came up with. So let's let's go through some of your uh, your picks of the year two thousand eighteen.
1: The problem is, this assignment was much like <laughs> what my collegiate career was like, where I found out 15 seconds before an assignment was due that it was due. So, I I have not watched every film I want to. I know that there. Are, I, I'm going to leave off things like Roma, which is Alfonso Cuarón, oh, one of my yeah. very favorite filmmakers. I cannot wait to see it. I've just not had the time. I want to see that so badly, and I know when I come back and we do the Academy Awards, when we really talk about the films that move me, I will I will be oh, better represented. I'm,
0: I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry. Who directed it? Alfonso Cuarón. Okay. He, he directed uh, *City of Men* with Clive Owen. He also directed *Gravity* with Sandra Bullock.
0: So, Ooh. so daring to take on like a subject matter like tomatoes. I mean, that is no, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay. So, this is the other kind of radio. I'm going to reset. This is Todd, your host. I fired Jeff for that absolutely atrocious absolutely despicably <laughs> horrific joke but right now i'd like to welcome in my guest host jeff
0: hey, oh i was gonna do a voice Never mind, <laughs> from roma anyway roma i don't even know what it's about it but it's, it looks like a love story well it's actually his this
1: his story of growing up in mexico and it is supposed to be so personal <laughs> yeah you know
0: <laughs> and i was gonna do an, an italian accent <laughs>
1: you completely got that wrong. But again, I haven't seen it. I can't wait to see it. so I, I promise everyone that when we get to the award season stuff, I will be so well versed in all the films. But I wanted to, there were three films that really struck me this year, and i'm going I'm gonna go through them simply. We've already talked about two of them. First man, which is uh, is by the director of La La Land. Wonderful story uh, telling of uh, Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Uh, I cannot go on anymore about how beautifully constructed and made this film is, even from the, the uh, sound mixing on. Amazing. Now, what's funny is I'm going to transition to my second film with sound, and it's A Quiet Place. I have said many times how much I love horror. And even more than that, I love a film that can tell me a story in silence. Pure cinema is considered whenever you tell me a story with visual images only. And that's what this film almost does for about the first 30, 40 minutes. It is no spoken word. And we understand the entirety of the world because of what they do. Now, silent films would put up the the cards and whatnot that would tell you what a character is doing. Instead, what what John Krasinski, who directs it and stars in it, will do is he'll cut to newspapers that pass by. And they almost act the same as a silent film's card was. I love this film i know so many people saw it i i absolutely love it the last film i'm going to throw in here is spike lee's black klansman uh this is a very very powerful film telling the story of a african-american cop in the 70s i believe it is 60 late 60s early 70s i don't recall which i want to say 70s
0: based on a true story uh, yeah
1: it, based on a true story who was able to essentially strike up a conversation and a a friendship with david duke of the clan the leader of the clan and with the help of one of his other cops who was white he posed as the man that this african-american had created and he would go and interact with him face to face fascinating story and the final 15 minutes of the film are gut-wrenchingly powerful um it's a shame to me that it is not getting more end of the year accolades uh, that it is one of the the, the stupid things that happens in cinemas that it came out far too early for any critics to go oh it belongs here and then you'll hear them well this is one that came out too early and I, I really don't feel it belongs on this list stupid 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 but those three films encapsulate absolutely what was uh, actually I have another one in here and I forgot this I put this on here I'm going to give you a, doc, a documentary bonus won't you be my neighbor which is the the story of mr rogers from mr rogers neighborhood if you've not seen this i'm going to tell you take a box of (laughs) handkerchiefs and just be prepared that you will be moved by what the way that people should act the way that we should treat one another is completely exemplified in this film it is beautifully constructed it does what a documentary should which is to tell us its beautiful story but also occasionally tell us the, the, the layers of the onion of that person where they aren't quite as good. I had a friend who saw it and said, well, I was really bothered by the fact that oh, third of the way, two thirds of the way through it, they made him not look perfect. Well, hang on a documentary should show me every part of this person. And if anything, it's, it's much like I took my daughter to see Shinra's list in the theater recently. And I told her, I said, what's great about Shinra's list mm-hmm. is it did not sugarcoat. He was not a good man, but he found a way to do something right. monumentally good. And I, I, those films to me, they're, they're films that I will watch pretty much any time that they come on TV going forward. It's just great achievements in filmmaking.
0: I like all your choices. Uh, I do think, um, you know, since we have such a good close relationship with the kind listener that, you know, it, we both went and saw Klansman and we had plans to um, discuss and, and talk about that film on this podcast. But one of the things that's one of the reasons why Todd and I you know, like doing this podcast and one of the areas we kind of steer clear of is, is political because you know, there's enough of that in every other element and uh, window of, of the kind of listener, you can go anywhere and look at, at websites or television and you're hit with that stuff all the time. So we we're trying to create something here that's a little bit different and give you a little bit of a break of that. And because that movie was so powerful and really made some powerful statements, um, we have steer steered clear just for that simple fact. Um, and it was a joint decision and uh to those time close back to those kind of listeners who may not agree um with that uh we i, I do offer a a um, a very sincere apology but uh you know we'll uh we'll uh continue to try and strive and bring you important stuff like you know rewind sound effects and and me acting like an idiot
1: and and if i can clarify i i, I agreed with jeff that we would pull that for political reasons but I'm I'm talking simple, pure filmmaking. Yeah, and listen, if that's it, I've said this a thousand times, something's going to offend you, or it offends you. Then there's no intent here to offend right. anyone, and simply don't watch the movie if you know it's <laughs> not for you. There have been a ton of movies people have told me to watch. I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to end up bad mouthing it. Whatever your reasons may be, I simply want to illuminate. Here are some films that I thought were very powerful this year.
0: Very well said. And I would recommend everybody take that money that you were going to go spend on Holmes and Watson, and rent <laughs> Black Klansman and, and check it out. So, uh, and then uh, I also asked Todd to pick one movie that uh, that really you know had the anticipation the the push the marketing i promised it wouldn't be home uh, watson and holmes uh and what was that film for you
1: boy i'm gonna sound like a broken record here but a star is born completely underwhelmed me the more i'm away from that film the more it bothers me there are great elements to it that's one thing my daughter listens to all the time i'm shocked that we don't own that lp yet the music is outstanding. The The photography and the concerts is outstanding. But the execution of storytelling, that this thing still is getting the discussions to be one of the best films of the year. And this doesn't surprise me, potentially win the Oscar for Best Picture. It, it's not. It's not even close to it. It's it, It's poorly executed in places. Bradley Cooper, I think there's enough there that I'm going to be excited to see what he might do down the line. Yeah. It's not a beautifully made film. It it really falls apart in places that show that he doesn't have the experience to do it i wanted to love that movie i wanted to so much because i like him i really respect lady gaga and again one of my favorite songwriters helped to write some of the music but again when i go to a movie and the characters are sitting in a parking lot one is drunk the other one sings to him he remembers it so well that he can go just go write the music show up on stage completely constructed it wrote a verse for himself and she knows where to go and when they go to the bridge no one screams out bridge they just know to go there that's crap it was at that point it fell apart for me i if you liked it i'm so glad you liked it i thought it was terrible
0: all right so that's a star is born gets the 2018 sad trombone award well thank you todd um i you know i agree with a lot of what you said with those um yeah, those those movies uh, that you selected as far as uh, your top picks, I would recommend uh, to everyone to see. And I think they each have their own special kind of genesis um, <clears> qua <throat> uh, element that uh, that makes them really worth checking out. All right, we're going to move on to, uh, rather than both of us do films, I figured Todd could cover what he's uh, an expert at, and I will um, try and cover something that I do a lot of. So these are my top games of 2018, which is kind of funny, because if you've uh, been a kind listener and listened to most of our episodes, then I'm just going to be kind of like Todd. I'm going to be kind of like a broken record. But my top games of 2018, um, Spider-Man which I believe I talked about in Jeff Judgment. Um, haven't gone back and played this, but I got enough out of it that uh, and something else came out. I'm horrible about that. I have uh, a ton of games that I start out and enjoy, and then I never really go back and finish. So I, I probably should do that. Um, I also talked about it on a number of podcasts. Uh, God of War, uh, highly recommend uh, everybody go out and get that one. Um, I did finish that one and it is worth it. It has a story. Uh, I think Fortnite is worth mentioning. Um, I no longer am playing it because my dexterity is getting, catching up with my age and I'm getting annihilated every time uh, I go online. So, <clears throat> but, um, the phenomenon that is, and then I remember, uh, talking about being in the game when the worldwide event happened and a uh, big tip of the cap and kudos to Epic for kind of creating that environment and running with it cuz they are crushing it. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen when Call of Duty 4 Blackout came in, which was their own battle royale, and folks, it's not doing real well um on Twitch. Uh generally, Fortnite will have around 200,000 viewers. And on a good day, Blackout's having maybe eight to 10,000. So it's well below uh, where Fortnite's at. So uh, they're turning out a ton of, um, a ton of content and, and uh, are changing the game. And so much in the little time that I haven't been playing it, uh, I was watching, uh, I think, Tim the Tatman on Twitch, and they have planes and turrets and all kinds of stuff. So they have uh, really continued to develop that game. Uh, I also think that it would be worth mentioning uh, Red Dead. Um, This is another game that we're literally, I haven't gotten that far into it. I need to sit down and play it. It's just, you know, you would think the holiday season would be the easier time to go in and play. But actually, it's the hardest because of um, family obligations and then just, you know, not wanting to uh, when when people are over and you're around uh, your loved ones. You know, I guess I'm finally at age where I realize it's not really nice to just put on your headphones and play a game for several hours. So, um The last one I wanted to mention in the good pile is a game uh, that I haven't mentioned on the podcast uh, podcast as of yet, and that's a game called Subnautica, and it's available on Xbox and PC. I think it's available on PS4 as well, and this game uh, really drew me in. It's a fantastic game, and basically what it is is you are on an alien spacecraft, or I shouldn't say that because you're on it, so it wouldn't be alien. You are a humanoid on a spaceship that crashes um, into the remaining set of water Waterworld. Um, I guess they just shot it out into space and, and uh, you crash on to this world that is nothing but water. And you start out the game with just your small little life pod, your ejection pod that you, you have. And you have to dive down into the sea and start collecting um, food and water and elements and from that, you start to build more sophisticated uh, items like batteries, flashlights, a combat knife, um, additional air tanks and everything. So at the beginning of the game, it is, a, it is a rather slow game, and you do have to grind through it. But eventually, what you're trying to do is create a sustainable um, life uh, area or, what did you say, sustainable... Uh, ecosystem, I guess. A house. You're trying to build a house that floats on water, so that you, so that you can um, survive the game. And 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 one of the great elements is if you if you play with headphones on when you're down there and you get deep down in the water so as you build more sophisticated suits and and like at one point you build a little submarine pod you can go down pretty deep into the ocean and you get to hear some pretty scary stuff so all you can see is you know how far your headlights go out and then you know sometimes you'll be you'll be going along and you'll see something moving and then you'll realize this giant thing in front of you that is just open is an eye of a sea monster that could swallow you up so you got to speed away and everything like that. So um it's it, I don't think it's 59.99. I think it's a, a lower price game. It's an independent game. But uh 20, yeah. 29.99. 29.99. Have you heard of it? You know, I I'd, I'd heard of it whenever
1: you were talking i thought oh i'm interested i when i saw the image i went oh i remember seeing something about this and then that's when i went and said well how much 29.99 yeah
0: yeah so i mean it's at a discount price it's an independent offer um and if you're looking for something different if you're done watching your horse's balls shrink and grow as you go through colder in red dead or getting killed on fortnite you're looking for kind of a solo experience uh, i highly recommend subnautica
1: So I think I've found out why it takes you so long to play Red Dead. You're not supposed to be watching your horse's balls shrink and grow. You're actually supposed to be riding around killing people, stealing things. Just a note, Jeff.
0: Day 59. (laughs) My horse's balls are cold. No, you shouldn't say that because that would infer that you were touching. Oh, See, now I've just lost our our rating, our ESRB rating.
1: So what's funny is that... So my Xbox recently died and I had a great experience taking it back to the Microsoft store where they just helped me out gave me a new one I'm back to playing
0: But did you bring did you bring up the controller at all with them No
1: I you know I didn't even think about you, that when well, I went you,
0: to... you were doing the smart thing you were you didn't because if you said something and they're like oh we uh, seem to have lost your Xbox yeah Yeah
1: so I got a new Xbox and I'm recently now I'm about 60% through the story Wow. I swear about I 62 63% wow. and for the first time ever I got behind my
0: horse and I went oh he has testicles.
1: I really hadn't noticed that he'd animate that. So funny you
0: bring that up. You know, everybody has priorities. Yours is to have the gaming experience and to play the game. <laughs> Mine's staring at horse balls. So, folks, <laughs> that kind of sums up the personalities here on uh, on the other kind radio. Sixty percent. So let me ask you this: um, mm-hmm. two things. Uh, one, when you took your Xbox back, and I'm glad you had a good experience with Microsoft. Um, did they were a, were they able to transfer? some of the memory or did you have to start from scratch
1: well what's cool is that so the experience was this that we found out that it was a hard drive error because we thought originally maybe it was rockstar you know and i worked with them they said could you play other games and that's when we started seeing every game i was playing was saying we cannot save so it's a hard drive error when you go in and then they exchange it it was under warranty it was simply here's a new one you come home and when i sign oh, in as my gamer tag it's a cloud. It just from the cloud downloads everything Nice. you know and it took a little bit for it to download everything it needed to but once it did i'm i'm right back where i was that's awesome working beautifully
0: okay so that i'm glad that was a good experience it's about time that you get some love i almost would take do you still have the controller that's not working and mm-hmm. hey, you know maybe roll by there
1: that's not a bad idea you but say, hey. you know i i also wonder if it's not like uh what walmart does that if you walk in to exchange something without the receipt that they scan your driver's license you do it once you're fine you do it again you have to work at walmart for the rest of your life something like that
0: just use your wife's more driver's license yeah because i look just <laughs> like my wife yeah oh, that did <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was the last show um okay so, then, so go kind
1: listener i'm going to be taking applications for a new co-host <laughs> position um the only thing i ask is this occasionally think before you talk just, um, yeah. and also Lou Ferrigno was not
0: in the Godfather.
1: <laughs> Other than that, you got the job.
0: I can just see myself like w- continually trying to re- reapply. <laughs> At first time I'm 50s guys. Yeah, you say, I want to be, I want to be on your show. Yeah. you see, and you're like, Jeff, stop. It's too, no, it's not gonna work. All right. So well, the s- second question, there
1: is, there is no show without Jeff. I'm, I'm only <laughs> joshing. Jeff is the show mm-hmm. and I'm simply an add-on.
0: I haven't heard that term in a long time. Joshing joshin joshin uh for those kind of listeners that aren't familiar with the term joshing it means kidding
1: and we'll add that on to what's the t sis We'll what's the maybe tea, sis? Per, oh how fun will that be when we do what's the t with my kid if i don't try to do things like that okay abby you think you're so smart what's right. josh
0: yeah what's joshin mean
1: uh, that's a, that's fun we'll go back and forth noted cool. move on done
0: and so my second question was so you're 62 percent Okay, So so I think we both agree that the beginning of the game is slow and tedious. I mean, going through those snowy mountains seems to take forever. Mm. Do I need to pick up and play?
1: You should. It's a well-made game, very well-made game. I will say that I I think I had a little bit of this feeling with the first one that after a while you're kind of like, oh, holy hell, where do I go just to move the story along? Because there'll be so many options. And again, this open world experience. That occasionally you just feel like, well, I don't want to go meet a stranger. I don't want to do that. Tell me who I need to speak to next. Okay. There's still an element of that, and it doesn't really kill the story. But I'm at least in a place now where it seems like every time I do something, it opens another envelope that lets me move the story
0: forward. Okay. Done and done. I'll make sure I do that. All right. And the last Einwood cover for Jeff Stop Games of 2018 is one that fell short. This game... I was very disappointed in so many years ago. There was a group, uh, excuse me, a game that came out called, uh, just cause just cause was a third person view adventure game that, um, basically built itself around destructible environments. And I think you were a cop and you just had these superpowers and you unlock things and you could jump higher and further and do all this stuff. And basically you would go to parts of the city where the bad guy was and you go in and it was open, um, open sandbox. So you could do in whatever order you wanted to, But you could jump around the city and then just go kill bad guys and make things explode and get points for it. <clears throat> just Cause 2 was pretty good. Just Cause 3 um, featured planes, and it's a game where the sandbox is so wide open that um, that's probably one of the things that prevented me from ending it or, or finishing the game uh, was, you know, just if you wanted to go in and blow a bunch of stuff up, then that's what you would need to go do. Um, so when Just Cause 4 came out, which was recently, I was pretty excited to get it and uh, had just gotten my uh Xbox One X and was excited to see what what happened after the download and the startup quickly was recognized as one of the worst um experiences I've had as a gamer and it hit it on a couple levels one the graphics are horrible i mean we're talking like 1998 wow. graphics yes two the controller uh, the control, the way the the controller uh, is laid out, is horrible. Because um, I've got to go around. I, in fact, it's kind of funny to ask you: Are you when you play um, first person shooters, are you in, inverted or not inverted for your no, for think, your Y axis? Non inverted. So if you pull back, you look down. You know, I
1: think I am inverted. Now you say that I, I, you know, I don't even think about it. Yeah. And-
0: and, and I'm sure we've lost like half our audience. But anyway, um, inverted means that if I, I'm inverted, I play inverted. Where mm-hmm. if you pull back on your stick, you look up. If you push forward, you look down. It's like a like an airplane, mm-hmm. and that's kind of I think that's common for our age group of gamers. Anyway, the controller uh, layout was horrible. The graphics were horrible. And then I started to try and play missions, and it's like I'm on the first mission in the game, which should be super easy to do, and I can't figure it out and it's because the markers or the way they're laid out you think you're where you should be but you actually need to be in a different location so um just was really disappointed and unfortunately uh, and i looked online a lot of people were noticing the graphics so if there's a game to avoid with some of that uh, holiday money or maybe new year's eve money stay away from just cause four it is not good okay so uh, obviously, at the close of the year, we want to go ahead and take a look back at uh, who um, uh, has passed away this year and, and kind of discuss that a little bit. Um, of course, we're going to kind go through here. We're, we're running on an hour and nine minutes, so... Um, We'll go through this fairly quickly. And if we don't mention a particular individual, it doesn't mean that we don't like them or think they're not worthy. We're just kind of going through as Todd and Jeff, as pop culture, and uh, kind of going through this and just kind of see. So um, this list that we got off was off of CNN Entertainment. Um, I chose this particular web page just because it's easy to look at because I'm not that smart. So uh, the first one they have up is Penny Marshall. And uh, she was somebody that was not on the, my radar for a long time. But, you know, when you it's one of those situations where you hear about somebody like that and, um, you know, she remember all the great things that they did.
1: You know, that one, many of these affected me this year. And as I, I'm 52 now and you begin to see these icons that you grew up with past, it doesn't necessarily make me feel old. But you're like, wow, life really does have a finality that when you're 20, you, you can't see. And so to lose Penny Marshall, who I, I watched on Laverne and Shirley as a kid, uh, then watched many of her films as a filmmaker, you know, a little bit, if I'm being critical, a little bit sacred of a filmmaker occasionally. But man, A League of Their Own is, is a film that, yeah. you know, you can't pu- poke holes in big things like this that she had a part in, you know, great filmmaker, great personality. And that was the thing I read time and time again, is that Hollywood had lost one of the actual good people that she was supposedly so kind, and so welcoming to anyone. So uh, that one, it, that one really broke my
0: heart. Yeah. Uh, She was 75 and that happened on December 17th. We're going to kind of go in reverse order. And I I agree. I remember watching Laverne and Shirley uh, as a young kid, not quite understanding what a sitcom was, but they, where they were funny and they were running around and they were the one that had Ziggy, a guy Mm -hmm. that was all weird. And those two guys, and um, yeah, she definitely uh, contributed a lot to, to, uh, to film and, and to comedy. So yeah, she will be missed. Um, and then on November 30th, um, we lost a former president of the United States, which was, uh, uh, George, uh, Walker Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush. Um, you know, a guy that, uh, really, you know, and I think his, his son's kind of done the same thing where after they've been in office and, 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 you know, uh, given their time to, uh, uh being the president of the United States, continued to develop and form as a person, and, and a lot of times um, was seen as somebody that uh, would cross uh, political lines and you know kind of want the best uh, uh, and, and try and do uh, good. Um, I, I I don't have anything else on him really other than Dana Carvey's knock, knock on debt, thousand points of light, but uh, feel free to, to step in.
1: I. When he passed, my daughter and I spoke and, you know, she she looks to me often for clarification on the political stuff that we right. hear. Any kid turns to her parent and I said, you know, look, at least with him and a few others of that ilk, if I don't agree with him politically, he d- he would still treat those people with humanity. And Exactly that's all you can ask for of a person is treat others with respect and kindness. And so when you lose somebody like that, that, that does actually make you hope that there are more out there to take his place. Right.
0: Right. He was uh, 94. So he was around for a bit and uh, that happened on November 30th. Um, some of these were going to go through a little faster Then, of course uh, I, I don't know this gentleman, but I know the impact he had on kids and, Uh, was an icon, which was, um, Steven Hillenburg who, who created, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Do you know anything more about this, this gentleman?
1: Not, not so much that I know about him, but I will tell you the impact it had on my kid was the absolute perfect age for SpongeBob. I've seen so many episodes of that. Yeah that it burns into my brain and I can't ever let go of it. They recently had a Broadway musical based on SpongeBob that, believe it or not, got fantastic reviews. Oh, wow. It had original music. Plus it had music by David Bowie and things like that. So that still very much in the pop culture conversation. Yeah. And I mean, 59 years old, that's 50, just, 57, 57. That's yeah. just so sad to,
0: yeah, ALS, to pass away that early. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he, he gave us SpongeBob, uh, this next one, I'll let you, you, uh, um, you address a filmmaker. I, I don't know anything about him. Bernardo? Uh, Bernardo
1: Bernardo Bertolucci. Mm-hmm. He directed The Last Tango in Paris and the Last Emperor, probably two of his most well-known films. A great filmmaker. It has a little bit of a tainting for some of the, the things that they did when they mas- made Last Tango, but that was a different era. Just a great filmmaker that you need to get there and see his films. <clears throat> Uh, Last Emperor is one of the great, grand, epic-type films that you, know, you don't see anymore that, that David Lean used to make. So he's definitely a loss, and I'll go ahead and take into the next one. We also lost film director Nicholas Rogue, who I'm going to tell most of you, you're, you're, you're not going to have seen pretty much any of his. You might have seen The Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie, and he made some other things out there, Julie Christie and Don Sutherland, Don't Look Now. perform. Uh, he, he worked with Mick Jagger, etc he was a cinematographer so when the things he directed still had a beautiful visual composition element to them um but i mean it, this 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 man continued on in his career he was 90 when he passed away he never quit at least having an impact upon cinema and and things like that up into his death so
0: yeah. Thank you for, for covering that. And and uh, we're going to move right along to um, one that that to me is still sinking in. Uh, uh, Stan Lee. Um, you know, you talk about pop culture. You talk about an icon. Um, and, you know, to be the, the, the brain behind Spider-Man and, and other such iconic superheroes. One of my favorite qualities that he has is he was able to laugh at himself. He always had a little part in some of those movies and would have a one-liner. And of course, no matter how horrible that movie was, the little, the little bright, the little ray of sunshine was having Stan Lee appear and say something funny.
1: Absolutely. And you know, just to, for the sake of brevity, if you don't mind, Jeff, I'm going to jump in with somebody that I don't want to overlook. I won't spend sure. a lot of time, but that was Roy Clark, one of the great guitar players. And most people knew him from being on Hee Haw. I remember him being on Hee Haw, watching it with my grandmother, but he would come on and he would play the guitar. And even at that age, I was like, oh my God. Just one of the great gentlemen, another person that always reached out, would play with anybody. When I heard when I heard he passed, that it it was the same as Stan Lee and, right. and Marshall. They really hit me as wow, that's a part of my youth that's gone.
0: Yes, and I'm glad you went back and touched on that. I'm I'm just kind of going through through and seeing what's catching my my eye, and I, I guess I hit the button too fast there. Work Clark was was uh, definitely uh, somebody that that paved new roads in 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 his craft and, and did a good job, just like Stan Lee, just like um, uh, Arthur Mitchell, who um, I for this will be a kind listener uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit moment. Um, I took uh, ballet and jazz back in the day. Uh, for a number of years and um, Arthur Mitchell will, was somebody that uh, we were often showed and um, the, his uh, His you know contributions to uh, co-founding the dance theater of Harlem uh, As well of all that he brought to to his craft was was definitely worth mentioning and 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 we're again We are talking about some people that were 84. I think uh, Stanley was 95 so these are these are people that definitely lived a full life Um but uh, yes, I uh, was uh, kind of surprised when, when I heard that. All right. I'll let you take the next one.
1: I'll, I'll jump to Burt Reynolds, which, again, a part of the, the film discussion of the era I grew up with, the smoking the Bandit films. But probably my favorite performance of his was in P.T. Anderson's Boogie Nights, where he played a director in the porn industry. And now that's funny because years later, yeah. he would say that he didn't like that film. He couldn't watch it. It, it just showed that perhaps Bert wasn't in tune with what was really great. Um, his performance is astonishingly good, and that his performance in Deliverance is great. Just sad to hear that that he had passed, and he had just made a new film that mm-hmm. and now. Because I want to think of the name of it, and I can waste the the kind of listeners' time, but maybe on the next one I'll talk about it. I'll find it. bit. he where he was playing an aging Hollywood star, and if, you know this is the horrible thing in Hollywood. I on his obit I read. Perhaps if he had died before this film came out, we would be talking about one of the great performances. I'm like, oh my god, you people are absolutely horrible people.
0: I think it's uh, Banger Snatch. Movie. (laughs) I still can't remember it, Um, Neil. I I didn't know. I
1: I love doing this show with you. I just have to say that
0: (laughs) Uh, I didn't know Neil Simon um, passed. Uh, I remember being in high school and doing um, some scenes from The Odd Couple. Uh, Felix and Oscar. Um, so, wow. I, I didn't know he had passed. Uh, definitely. uh, That was
1: one that the day that he passed, I, I, my wife and I love his film, uh, that he wrote the goodbye girl with Richard Dreyfuss and Marsha Mason. And it's one of the, if you've not seen that, that is one of the great romantic comedies. It is not the complete saccharine type thing. It's hilarious. Richard Dreyfuss may have won the Academy award for it. Now that I think about that, um, I just I hated seeing that. But you know, a great playwright, a great screenwriter, huge loss.
0: Uh you want to take the next one? Or oh, catching wow. your
1: okay. Eye? Um uh you know what?
0: <laughs> we we I mean we talked about we did we we did our special to Aretha Franklin. Uh yes. the next one that's catching my eye, which was was kind of a shock too, was um he was just sixty-one, was Anthony Bourdain. Um, One thing I haven't talked about and we'll say for uh, future shows is uh, one of the gifts uh, for Christmas I got was Masterclass. Really enjoying it. Uh, Gordon Ramsay's on there teaching me some knife skills and stuff like that with cooking. And I remember um, there was a period of my life when uh, I was unemployed uh, for a while. And um, besides the guilt that goes along with being unemployed and the frustration of of just putting yourself out there and trying to get a job and kind of dealing with that, I had two things. I had uh, billiards and I had uh, kitchen confidential. And I remember at the point in my life when this happened, I th- was thinking, hey, maybe I should become a chef. And I believe in the open of his book, Anthony Bourdain says, look, <laughs> if you're in your 30s, God forbid if you're in your 40s, do not become a chef. This is a very, very difficult life. And, uh, of course, his his TV shows and everything brought a lot to me, and I was I was sorry to see him leave.
1: Well, that I think that that may be the one that truly saddened a lot of America. I had never spent a lot of time watching his shows. I knew of him. Uh, had heard interviews with him, but just for him to go and go in the manner that he did, that it was just so very, very sad to lose him. And it's the same as that for me, uh, Margot Kidder, who passed away this year mm-hmm. at the age of 69, this is a woman who began uh, her career doing m- not minor, but films of Brian De Palma's that people haven't seen that have only recently become revered again and re-releases. Um, and then goes on to be Lois Lane in the Superman films. with yeah. Christopher Reeve. She passed away woman had a really hard time with a lot of substance issues, et cetera, and mental illness as far as what I understand. So I, maybe that what really hits me there is again, she was that image of Lois Lane for me as a little boy and I just hated to see her go.
0: It's iconic right there. And of course uh, we also, uh, I'm looking at uh, Stephen Hawking who, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is to talk about him and even try and encapsulate everything that, that he's, he's brought to, uh, uh, his fellow, uh, human race is, would be a long show to do, but yeah, we did, we did lose him on uh, March 14th. He was, he was 76, which in some ways, again, I know that he wasn't necessarily maybe in any physical pain or anything, but you know, to those that, uh, that, uh, I always like to think of people in a better place. So hopefully he's, uh, rocking and rolling and, and, uh, you know, uh, answering uh, he, he's probably, he's probably been hired by other uh, universes to answer the <laughs> to answer their problems. They're bringing him in as a uh, cleanup. Anybody else catching your eye?
1: The, the one on here, it was Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's brother. And it's not so much that uh, the boy, this is going to sound like a reduction of his life. Great comedian. But what it brought to mind was how much my wife and I adored Dick Van Dyke. And I thought, good Lord, his brother's dying. I am not looking forward to that day. It, it, I don't know these people. I you know, never had a chance to meet them. But it's funny how these people in pop culture become these absolute books on the shelves of our lives. That we look back and they bring back so much warmth and memory to us. Uh, artists at their best when they examine the pain within their soul. They help us to understand the pain within our own. And for someone like Jerry Van Dyke, who, who made me laugh so often, and made me forget the moments that weren't pleasurable, I yeah, I look back with complete warmth on him.
0: I think I think you kind of put it in uh, in a nutshell there because I think that's one thing it encompasses. Unless you see anybody else there, um, the kind of just you know. Uh, and I think the way you started off this segment was talking about as you get older and you start realize, you know, he's like, ah, oh, that person, that person was 70, 75 years old. That's only like 20 years or so for me, you know, it's like, Whoa,
1: there was somebody on here, uh, Harry Anderson who was on night court died at 65. And I'm like, dude, that, that means I only got 13 more years, What? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you really, it's weird how it takes these moments for us to stop and not worry about the things that bother us and the trying to make people understand our place in the world and realize, um, we're only here a little bit. Yeah. What you going to do at that time?
0: Make a podcast. Ding. <laughs> there you go well thanks for walking through that with me it's a, a little sad but you know I, I'm, it's interesting to kind of go back and, and see that um, so quickly before we close out the show I mean I know I have 2019 predictions uh, written down but when we can forego that we can just kind of maybe uh, talk about maybe what we want to do in 2019 or if you have a message for 2019 I'll let you go first and then I'll, I'll wrap up and then we'll give the kind listener back their ears
1: You know, I I just think I I think what we have coming in the years we keep talking about between the the nomenclature my child's generation uses, doing that kind of segment, finding new fun things in pop culture to give to our listeners. That's the only thing I'm going to challenge you with is let's keep looking for those new things. Let's have more of these people on. I know we're going with Amazon Echo when we talk about that, that we're going to have on. I love hearing from other people. I love talking about pop culture. Pop culture with you, and I'd love yeah. to have them on to talk about it too. So let's try to do more of that in this coming year.
0: You know, yeah, that's that's pretty much too. I think 2019 for me is going to be a new focus and commitment to some things professionally. Uh, a lot of that will be um, pushed towards the podcast. Uh, you know, it, it's I'm I'm ha- I'm finding now as I get older, I need to. Uh, manage my time a little bit better, because <clears throat> believe you me, um, like I have a good feeling about this show. I, I, I really like this show. Some of the other shows sometimes uh, get off the air, and I'm you know feel uh, guilty or maybe uh, disappointed that I didn't better prepare myself in some ways. It's just you know part of the part of the craft, right? Because if we just every show was the best show, then we'd have nowhere to go. Um, but I agree with you, and I think there's elements that we'll continue to work on. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show that it was the 40th episode. It's not. Um, I incorrectly labeled some. It's actually the 41st show, Um, but I'm still calling it the 40th because I want to say happy 40th episode. Uh, To to the kind listener, of course, to uh, my talented co-host, Todd. And when I look at it as a, as a journey as we've continued and listened to the f- very first shows, right, 39 episodes ago, and even way back when talk radio was was with Steve and everybody, and we're going to have him on next year, um, the journey that we, you and I are going through and w- where I see this this going, and just the the response that we've received worldwide, right, from from all these different countries that are listening, uh, we're going to continue to strive, and I, I owe it to, to you, Todd, with your valuable time, and I owe it to the, the kind listener to continue to pr- improve, innovate, and create some good quality product uh, content for them to listen to. So we are definitely going to be doing that in 2019. And I can't wait to, um, to, to close out. The first year that we've we've kind of been doing on a regular basis will be in March. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. We haven't even been doing this for a year. So um, I, I echo those, those sentiments as well uh, as far as focusing on, on some stuff in 2019.
1: Well, being March, that means my contract is up for negotiation. I would like a 50% pay raise as well, if you don't mind taking care of that.
0: Right. Uh, 50% raise of zero. Yeah, I can do that. That's not a awesome. problem.
1: <laughs> I love it when you take care of me. Right. Thank you.
0: Exactly. That's uh, actually more than I get paid. Um, so, yeah, to the kind listener, I uh, want to thank everybody for joining us. I hope uh, you have a safe Happy New year New Year's always feel free to contact us via email or Twitter I do want to update real quick before we go that um we still have our Amazon echo entries uh we've we've uh extended the entry period to next week which uh you know Lord knows if I could find a calendar to look at right now I could give you a date Let's see what would next Sunday be next Sunday will be Sixth. The fifth? No, it'll be the it? sixth. Correct. Nope, the sixth. I just fact checked myself. <laughs> and uh, so, in the sixth, we're going to draw. Uh, we're going to draw a winner. Uh, we, for those of you who have not heard, we're giving away an Amazon Echo Dot. We've had Thomas, Chris, James, Mister Bry, Amanda, just a few names They're people that have, uh, have uh, entered the contest via Twitter, and we'll continue to uh, to push that so people have a fair chance to get in. And become a winner. Oh, and the side note of the contestant that wins the dot will be invited on the show as a guest. So I may lose my job. I'm not too sure. We'll see. I've got to, I've got to stay sharp. All right, Todd, happy new year to you and your family. And uh, thanks again for this past year and all the memories and great moments of Talk Radio. And uh, look forward to, to, to doing it again in 2019.
1: Happy New Year to you, to everyone, the much maligned Catherine from today's episode, you know, all the people that love you in your life. Thank you for letting Jeff share these mornings with me. Jeff, I love it. I love doing it with you. I can't wait for the next 41 episodes so we can celebrate episode 82. 82. That,
0: right. And if I, if I screw up a big, welcome to episode a thousand. We'll just do that <laughs> like banks do with checks. Yeah. All right, folks, again, thank you for your time. I know it's been a little bit long of an episode for myself and Todd. Thank all of you for a great year, all your feedback, all your support. We're going to continue to get that stuff out to you and expand the kind listener universe that has been created. Have fun. Be safe. Happy New Year. We are The Other Kind Kind Radio.